everyone. This is Tracy. And Tammy. And we just wanted to welcome you back. We're so excited to have our second episode. And do you know what that makes us, Tammy? Podcasters? Yeah, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> I'm just out here casting my pod. <laughs> so we did a lot of brainstorming since the first episode. And there's a lot of topics that we want to bring to y'all. Some are going to be heavy. Some are going to be light and funny. Um, but we figured that first we kind of just needed to give you our history before we get any phone calls from our mother or anyone else involved, it's our perspective of our history. Definitely our perspective. And I kind of think it's best to just start at the beginning. What do you think, Tammy? I think that's a great idea, Tracy. It was a cool, dark night in fall of 1968. That would be November. Not that far back. Let's jump forward. It was a nice spring evening. In May of 1972. No, no, no. Let's just jump forward to the move. Oh, the move. Well, we're entitling this episode, The Birth of a Valley Girl. That would be Concho Valley, Arizona, not the valley you're thinking of. And when I say birth, I want you to think like the birth of Venus. Oh my God. So you're comparing yourself to Botticelli's masterpiece. Absolutely. If I don't, nobody else will. Okay. Just remember that was Tammy and not Tracy that said that. <laughs> hey, you got to love yourself first. So here I am, the oldest of the two. That would be Tammy. And actually, I prefer to say eldest. So I'll kind of be running this episode a little bit more as I um, have a few more memories of our move from Texas to Arizona. We were plugged from the obscurity obscurity of uh, Pasadena, Texas. That is not the Pasadena again you're thinking of. No, it was Pasadena, Texas to drive across the West Texas desert, which is very large. Um, you know, most Texans will tell you that Texas is the largest state in our great nation. Alaska did become officially the greatest state in 1959. It is two and a half times the size of Texas, but still, despite this being official, most Texans will tell you that Texas is the biggest state in our nation. Would you agree, Tracy? I would agree. <laughs> they probably still teach that in school there, to be honest with you. I don't know. But as I recall, um, it was you, Tracy, myself, Tammy, my our mom, um, our nanny, our mom's mom, we called her nanny. Um, she was all of 95 pounds. I think she told us a story once that the the most she ever weighed was 105 pounds when she was nine months pregnant with our Uncle Howard. That's so she was always a very, very tiny lady. I don't know why we didn't get those jeans, but, you know, she was always a very tiny lady. But just as tiny as her and along for the journey was our little nanny. We called her little nanny. Um, and I had the pleasure of riding in a 1970s light blue Lincoln Town car equipped with a CV radio with these two women who were planning to um, quit smoking once we got to Arizona. So you can imagine my, what my ride in that luxurious backseat of that town car was like. It was pretty much like being in a bowling alley in the 1970s or a bar in the 1970s. It was uh, being hot boxed in the 90s. Hot box in the 90s. That's on a future 
episode of Sister First Full Circle, Tracy. But okay, your ride was far more luxurious than mine because I was with our mother in a 1970s Ford Pinto. Yes, the Pinto. It was brown and white. I love that car. I wish we still had that car. That's the one we spun around in the ice in the first winter we were in Arizona. Do you remember that? No, I do. Oh, mom went to stop and we ended up spinning around in the intersection in the Pinto. So, you know, it's kind of round, so it was good. Anyway, so I would say um, I have two big memories of this move. The first was Tracy has a, Tracy has another really great memory, um, and she's going to share that. That has to do with the CB that my nanny had in her car. This little woman, every time we drove across country with her in her Lincoln Town car, we were we were in communication with all the truckers in the vicinity. I'm telling you that right now. So my two memories, though, this is Tammy speaking. My two memories were the first one. God love her. I, I love I love my nanny, and I'm sure that she was stressed to the gills with this whole move and moving her daughter and her two children across the country. Um, I was standing next to her at a gas pump, which, who knows, she may have even been smoking her one of her last cigarettes while she was pumping was. gas. Um, I was standing at the, the gas station pump with her while she was pumping gas, and I was crying because I was <laughs> upset because I wanted to ride in the car with my mom. I wanted to ride with my mom. And she looked at me and she said, get in the car, little bitch. I was like, I got in the car. I got in the car and I probably did stop crying, but that's horrible. I would have cried more. Well, you know, I just did what I needed to do, I guess. And, and what, well, in our conversations, that's what we're finding out is that the way I handle stuff is I, I do what I need to do and I just move through it. And that's what I did. Yeah, I probably would have called her a bitch right back and got slapped or something. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. But, and then the next memory is when we actually got to Nanny. So look, we were raised and we lived in a trailer when we were little and we are proud of it. Some of, some of the, some of our best memories come from, you know, us together in the trailer. Um, but and some, you know, sometimes it's kind of sad. But one of my first memories was we were sleeping. Um, I think in our conversation, you were saying you thought you were in a pallet on the floor because we're from Texas, folks. We sleep on pallets on the floor. We didn't have air mattresses. It was consisted of whatever blankets were left after everybody's beds were made up. We got to sleep on those on the floor, right? Uh, correct. So Tracy was on a pallet. I was on the couch, um, and it was one of those lovely um, early American, you know, like, remember, do you remember it had, like, the wood frame and then the cushions that had, like, the brown flowers all over it? Yeah, so I was sleeping on that, and I woke up to our nanny and her mother, little nanny. Little nanny was holding the flashlight, so our great-grandmother was holding the flashlight, and my nanny was in the big, one of those big, gigantic uh, glass ashtrays that um, it was probably like 12 inches by 12 inches thick glass. Um, and it was on the coffee table. And our great grandmother was holding the flashlight and our grandmother was picking through the butts in the ashtrays. And 
they were they were very distinctive because our grandmother smoked Marlboro, which has a white butt. And at eight years old or seven years old, however old I was, you should not know that, but I did. And then our great grandmother smoked Paul Malls, which were those long, skinny brown cigarettes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. So they were in one holding the flashlight, the other was picking through the butts to find butts that had enough to still smoke on them <laughs> because they were trying, they had decided they weren't going to buy any more cigarettes. And that they had, they were, they needed, they needed to smoke apparently. So my nanny, our grandmother would say, okay, here's one of yours. And they put it off on the side. And then she'd say, oh, here's one of mine. And then she'd say, oh, here's one of yours. And here's one of mine. And I don't know how long that went on for, but I laid there and played possum, which is what we we called it when, when we were kids, playing possum when you pretend to be asleep. And um, played possum with my eyes just open, just barely, so I could watch what was going on. So those are my two biggest memories of the drive and the move. Um, our initial, um, our initial getting to Concho Valley. And um, our first night there, I you I know you have other memories. Tracy. Well, she shared a memory with you. I think this morning that you were. I don't know if you remembered it or not, but I don't know. Something had happened to one of the vehicles. I think the lights went out on either Nanny's or the Pinto. Mm -hmm. And I remember Nanny getting on the seat. Well, you told me Nanny got on the CB mm -hmm. and talking to all of her truckers. Next thing I knew, we're pulling into a truck stop. There's two separate truckers to meet these two car full of females and they put our two cars between their semis and I remember just that. took us as far as we needed to go on the interstate until we could get that, get something until we could get fixed. our lights fixed. Yeah. And I remember that. <laughs> I don't know how many, how many kids have those kind of memories, but that couldn't have been safe. I mean, they could have been like cross country serial murders or something and they're just that didn't start until the 1990s. Okay. Like, we were good. <laughs> we were good. Serial killers in, in semi-trucks, that wasn't allowed until the 1990s. It wasn't allowed. We're good. Okay. We're good. So, with that, we got there, and um, we ended up in a, like I said, in a trailer community. It wasn't really a trailer park because everybody had land. It was like a neighborhood. It was a neighborhood of trailers. Um, with cinder, like cinder graded roads, nothing was paved, um, salt cedar trees, um, just very, uh, like kind of high desert Arizona, I would say, yeah. you know, um, so we, we ended up in a trailer next to my uh, grandparents and Tracy and I, again, we were talking this morning a little bit and, and she didn't realize, but. I do believe, and, and I'm sure my mom, our mom can leave us a message on Facebook or call us or text us or something if I'm wrong, but I do believe that the trailer that we lived in there was the trailer that Nanny and Papa lived in when they lived in Thatcher, Arizona. Um, I really, I really do believe that that was the same one. And so they must have had that moved there for us or maybe had it there Initially, I don't know how or when it got there, but I do believe that that was the trailer that they had when they were in Thatcher. And I'm not sure how long we stayed with Nanny and Papa. But that would make sense because I remember their trailer and our trailer sharing a driveway. 
Yeah. Well, that would have made sense that they just had extra land and just brought up their other. Yeah, or maybe there. bought that parcel. I don't know. But um, so eventually we did end up in our own little space. Um, we each had our own room. Um, I never stayed in my room. You never, you didn't. You didn't stay in your room. We we ended up a lot of times uh, sharing my bed, which was, which was big. I had a nice room. Um, Tracy refers to hers as creepy. It was a dungeon. My bedroom, I don't know if I could even be able to paint this picture, but Tammy's, we lived in a single wide trailer and Tammy's would have been like, somehow they made like half floors. So you walked up this little set of stairs to Tammy's and it had this nice elevated bed. It was huge. You walk down the stairs and down three or four more stairs. My room is the room under her bed. It was... But it was, but you had windows on both sides. You had a bed on each side. You walked in, you had a bed on each. I was kind of jealous because you had two beds. You had a bed on each side and then the ceiling was uh, raised up. And the raised up ceiling of yours was the platform for my bed, right? So you had windows. I don't know what you're <laughs> complaining about because you had windows. It was like bed. a split level thing, right? Kind of was. Like you just went up a couple of stairs and mine, mine was above. Mine was a platform bed. The platform was really the ceiling, the raised up ceiling of your bedroom. Um, but yeah, um, we, you know, the best memories we did. I'm, I'm sure we had babysitters. I actually remember Uncle Howard babysitting us a bit. I remember him bringing over his Blue Oyster Cult record, and I remember not liking it at all. I'm sorry, my tastes have gotten better in music. But at that time, I was just into, like, Tony Orlando and Dawn, as Tracy remembers, and, you know, Saturday Night Fever when that came around. Like, I was, I was kind of a disco girl. So... You would expect, you know, that of, you know, the birth of Venus, that she'd be a little disco-esque, disco-esque. So, you know, we re we do remember, you know, going to babysitter's houses, having, you know, the, the rare babysitter over. Like I said, I think Uncle Howard really would come and hang out with us, and he was always fun and cool. Um, but the times that Tracy and I remember the most, that stand out the most, in our minds are the times when we were there together, which were, which to us probably seem more than they actually were. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure there were very rare times that we were left at our house by ourselves because our nanny and papa live next door. So we may have been there or somebody babysitting us, but there were times when we were allowed to stay at home by ourselves, knowing that nanny and papa were next door. Right. And those are the times that we remember, that we both remember the most. Yes. And that we treasure the most about our relationship and how close we were and how we really just kind of, we had each other because we were the only two kids really in the family. Right. You know, we didn't have any cousins there yet. Our cousins hadn't moved out yet. We didn't have, you know, it was just, just us in the family. Right, especially just moving to a new place. Do you have anything you want to add about the house and and that kind of stuff? Um, no, I mean, I have some things to add and raise with Nanny and Papa, but I think we're going to be getting into that. We are right? going to be getting into that. Like, all I remember, like you said, is just my bedroom was so freaking creepy. 
<laughs> well, I was jealous because you had two beds, Tracy. I was jealous you had two okay, beds. It's all about perspective. It is about perspective, and I guess I was up here, and you were <laughs> literally, <laughs> and you were down there. So I, you know, um, we do have some really fond memories, and and we do have some things that that were not so fond memories. And those are things that we're going to be talking about in future, in future podcasts and in future uh, times that we get together and, and chat. Um, I would like to, I think maybe we need to talk about school a little bit. We, uh, we ended up going to a school that was really almost just kind of in my memory. And I'm sure anybody who went to school with us out there, cause we do have some friends on Facebook Yes. That, that we went to school with, like in Contra Valley. Uh, we were the Contra Valley Colts. Shout out to that. Um, I, as I best remember, I was there like maybe third, fourth grade, third and fourth grade. And um, it was like a little green school building, and you'd walk in. And I can't remember if there were steps up and there were classrooms down. I remember like maybe there were bathrooms downstairs right by the front door, but it was just like a little square building yeah, with not many classrooms at all. Maybe four. Maybe four at the most. Maybe four. Um, and just really, really small classroom. I do remember that um, there was one time maybe we decided we were going to get a cheerleader group together or something. I can't remember quite, but... What I do know is that mom did sew me a cheerleader outfit in the color of the Contra Valley Colts. I was the only one that had one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I went to school and I either just decided I was a cheerleader or because I was when going. When you're a masterpiece, you don't have to try out. I don't. I should just be fat. I should just be like grandfathered in. But I either. So this shows my personality, I guess, early on. I either talked mom into making this, this, I don't, this, co this costume or this cheerleader outfit. And I either went thinking that I was already a true, like if I showed up in the outfit, I was going to be one of the cheerleaders or I showed up in the outfit to try out to be a cheerleader. But either way, I didn't become a cheerleader, but I had this outfit. So that is one of my um, memorable times. Um, I think, too, there was a time when I dressed up as Dorothy because they were looking for a Dorothy for the school play. And I literally dressed the part. Tammy, I'm starting to see a theme here. I know, but it's all to me. I feel like that that's manifestation. But in neither case did it work for me. So but we didn't know what manifestation was. Then. That's true. That's true. So also um, for me, a great memory. I was on the baseball team. You were on the baseball I team. I was on the little little league baseball team. Okay, and I just need this is Tracy, and I just need everyone to know that my sister is one of the most non-athletic people I know. I am the one that played sports all through high school. So to hear her say that she was on the baseball team, I'm about to fall off my stool right now. Okay, but I think when you say non-athletic, I mean non-athletic. No, but are you saying like? Drill team is not an athletic sport. Um, pom poms are not an. Uh, I mean, cheerleading is not an athletic sport. Ballroom dancing is not athletic. But Tammy, we are going to get into these when we get to the high school, <laughs> because in high school, I would have said no. I did not believe those were athletic. 
Okay. Well, now I would say yes, they are. They are. Anyway, moving on. My favorite teacher in Contra Valley was Miss was Miss Puckett. I don't think she was married. She was my fourth grade teacher. I just loved her so much. She had red hair. She was just so. When I think about her now, she probably didn't look anything like this. But do you remember um, on Facts of Life? Yeah, uh, the lady that Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. Yeah, that's who. Like in my mind's eye now, that like a skinnier Mrs. Garrett. That's what she reminded me of. Um, but yes, getting back to the. The Little League Baseball. Um, I think I was the only girl on the team. They always made me walk. They never let me swing the bat. And I stood in the outfield and did nothing. Could you have so, swung the bat if they wanted you to? I could have probably, but it would have been like a girl. I mean, so, yeah, those are my memories of school. I don't know if you have any. I have absolutely zero memories of school because oh, okay. I went to kindergarten there. Excellent. Well, then that brings us to our home life. Because after school, we'd come home, and most of the time it was to Nanny. The bus would drop us off right in front of Nanny's house, and we'd go into their house. Um, and I remember, and I still make them today. Do you remember, like, toasted, toasted salt, salting crackers? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so just a little bit of margarine on some crackers. No, it's better with butter. It is better with butter, but she used margarine. And um, in toast them up in the broiler. She, I think she usually would use like a little toaster oven. She also would make us butter sandwiches. Do you remember the butter sandwiches? No, okay, these are probably miserable. responsible for half the crowns in my head because they were white Wonder Bread with margarine and then sprinkled with sugar, folded over, there's your butter sandwich. <laughs> yes. How was Child Protective Services never called? Because that was just normal. Like, that was normal for us. Butter sandwiches and toasted crackers after school. And there with Nanny, after coming home from work, was Papa. This is where we kind of want to uh, start winding down this episode of the podcast. <laughs> well, before it makes me sad. I, I know, but before Papa. I do have to share a memory with Nanny, because Papa was so wonderful to us. Mm -hmm. And we're... He was just like the shining light of all of that, like all like you, everybody, like everybody in our family, every woman in our family. He's like one of those people that like nobody ever has a bad thing to say about him. Mm -hmm. And but I remember every year we used to watch The Wizard of Oz with Papa. Do you mm -hmm. remember that? Yeah. And it would always come on around Christmas time. Well, there was one Christmas that Tammy got extremely sick. <laughs> And ended up in the hospital with pneumonia over Christmas. And mom was there with her. And all nobody told me what was happening. All I knew was Tammy was gone. Mom was gone. I didn't know what was going on. So Papa decides, because I was really upset. I just had in my mind that you were dead and you were never coming home. And so Papa decides to turn on the Wizard of Oz to set my mind on something else. So we are watching Wizard of Oz and I'm sitting on the rose, brown rose sofa with Papa. And I'm asking him, Papa, where's Tammy? And from the other room, I hear my nanny say, maybe the wicked witch got her. I lost it. And Wizard of Oz was over. And a couple days later, when Tammy came home from the hospital, I was so happy to see you. <laughs> but... 
I have that on recording. She was happy to see me. Yeah. Our nanny had like these rock flower beds in front of her house. Yes. That she would put her prized marigolds in. Oh, yes. And we were not allowed to go anywhere near the marigolds. So from that moment, like when Nanny told me the Wicked Witch got you, like it was like a switch flipping in my head. And from that point on, I took every opportunity to jump back and forth over her precious marigolds and agitate her every time. She didn't like that? No. (laughs) I remember her marigolds. I can still, you can still, every time I smell a marigold, I think of her. I don't know. But on to Papa, because he was salt of the earth. Like the fact that he would sit every year when um, Wizard of Oz came on, that we were living near them or with them, um, he would watch Wizard of Oz. We'd put on his white work t-shirts, remember? Mm -hmm. And um, we'd sleep in his t-shirts and we would watch Wizard of Oz and mom and nanny. I know one year they went to like a ceramics class and they'd go to bingo or whatever. Um, But the fact that he would do that with us, that shows kind of the kind of person, like how tender and and loving he was. And so our best memories really do involve Papa a lot. And he made the best smoked brisket, like even, even right when Nanny was sick and right before the last time I went to go see Nanny, he made a brisket and it was just, and he, of course he'd always slice off the outside and let you have a taste before it was even completely done. Right. You know, but once that crustiness started on the outside, he'd let you have a taste. Um, yeah, he, Tracy has a few more memories, but for me, it was like the barbecues and the family getting together and watching Wizard of Oz with him. But uh, you have a few things that involve the Concho Valley Country Club. Concho, we, the, yes, people, we had a country club. We had no paved roads, but we had a country club. A country club. And the country club was across the highway from the community that Nanny and Papa lived in, mm-hmm. and we lived in. And I remember <laughs> Papa would load us into his golf cart at his house, and as soon as we got out of sight of the house, mm-hmm. he would let one of us drive yes. to the highway. Yes. And then he would take us from the highway mm-hmm. to the golf course. Yeah. And it was just our little secret. Yep. And nobody else ever knew. Cats out of the bag, people. What it is now. <laughs> but once we got to the country club, I remember we would go out and we would sit a whole round of golf with them. We would yes. just ride in the golf cart. Yeah. And the highlight of that was like... Every time he got to a one of those tee off boxes, yes. we would get to wash his golf balls. <laughs> in the golf ball washer. In the golf ball washer. That's true. And then every time we would get to where near the pond was, we would like pray that he would go into the water. <laughs> and every time he'd go into the water, he would like cuss. But then he would give us the pull to like get not only his golf ball, no, but he would let us look for all we could find and pull it out of the water. He would let us look to see if there was any in there. Right. And then like it was tradition every, if we were good while he golfed, we went back to the country club after his round Mm -hmm. and he would buy us Shirley temples. And we just thought we were so fancy. Yes, we did. Because we'd get them with extra cherries. Do you remember that? Yeah, because they liked Papa. And so they always treated us really good. Yeah. (laughs) It was funny. Yeah. So every time I have a Shirley temple, I think I have. Yeah. Those are like, you know, you have memories like smell and taste and that kind of stuff. And that just brings me right back 
there. Yeah. Shirley Temples or, you know, anything with grenadine, you know? Yep. So it just, it's kind of, it's, it's a very, very sweet memories we have with him. And he was, he really was the best. Like Tracy said, he, he was like, he was the man in our life from the moment we moved, you know, our, our dad was in Texas. And so Papa was the man in our life. Like he was our solid, our steady, our doer. He was the guy who made us feel safe. And do you remember just one more memory? I'm sorry. Do you remember? Cause you mentioned the brisket. Do you remember every time he would give us a taste and we'd be like, Papa, you cook brisket so good. And he would always say it's because I'm good looking. Yes. 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 He would always, oh my gosh, that was always his line. Like that he was, you know, like I would always say, well, Papa, I know I'm good looking, but I'm not as good looking as you. And he'd say, you're right. You know? So that was always like how good looking he was. And he was good looking. And he was, he was just a man among men. And, you know, like nobody's perfect. I'm sure other, I'm sure there are, but to us, to us, he was, he was our, he was like our guy. Like he was the only one we had. He made us feel safe. He made us feel loved and protected. Um, he was he was really loving and very tender with us. But he would always give. He he was capable of a good old fashioned te- Texas ass whooping. Like he would wear you out. But then the next minute, he wanted he wanted you to hug his neck. Yeah, you know, give me some sugar and hug my neck. You know, because he loved us and he wanted to know that. If that happened, it was because he loved us. And at that time, I'm sure we probably didn't feel that way. But now looking back on it, we see that. And Papa was everything to us. He was he was our guy, you know. But as you know, Tracy, soon there'd yep. be a new sheriff in town. I just want to thank everybody for coming back to us. Yeah. And just let you know, you know, you can find us on Facebook under Sister Full Circle Podcast. You can find us on Instagram. You can message us at sisterfullcircle at gmail.com and just let us know what you think. Share some memories with us. If you have any ideas that you want us to cover, just shout out to us and we'll catch you next week. Yes.